Whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Good morning, Christian America. This is the lesson that Jesus is talking about in today's passage. If you want to be great, you're going to have to serve. If you want to be first, you're going to have to be last. This is another example of how Jesus thinks different than man. How Jesus thinks paradoxically as opposed to the way way we think of ourselves and our lives and of our destiny here on this earth. We seek the prestige. We seek the prominence. We seek the importance. But for Christ, position and power and money aren't important. It's service to your brothers and sisters in Christ that he says are important. And if you want to be first, you're going to have to be last. So let's talk about that today and uh, some thoughts on what's going on with this uh, with this pandemic and this uh, outbreak and what we can do to better our situations, uh, better our lives and a different way maybe to think about it than we're used to. So let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community. And as always, representing the Christian American T-shirt company coming to you today, getting ready for the weekend, whatever kind of weekend you have planned. I know uh, everybody seems to be on lockdown. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of people in, in the house, but use this time as an opportunity. God doesn't put things in your life where he isn't shaping it. He isn't guiding it. He isn't pushing it it. He's pushing you in the right direction. I'm not saying that this entire pandemic is an opportunity, but for for everyone, there's going to be tragedy and that is a tragedy, but this can be an opportunity for you. If you've had something on your heart, if you've had something on your mind that you've wanted to attend to, but for whatever reason, you haven't found the time. If maybe you wanted to homeschool your children because you don't like what's going on in the public school system, well, The public school system is shut down primarily, at least in most parts. Use this time as an opportunity to homeschool. Maybe you didn't think you could do it. Maybe you didn't think you had the time. Maybe you didn't think you were smart enough. Maybe you didn't think you could organize yourself. Well, now you're forced to. So use this time to try the things that maybe have been on your heart you haven't had a chance to get around uh, to doing just yet. Maybe you wanted to go into business for yourself. Maybe you wanted to start your own uh, your own business or your own company, but you were scared to. You had a good job or you had a secure job and you're living check to check and your hours, you, you, you were working too many hours to try to venture off and do something on your own. Well, now your hours, maybe they, maybe they got cut. And rather than sit and sulk about that, Maybe you use this time as an opportunity. Maybe God's shaping your time and your opportunity to get you off the couch, to get you moving in the direction where he wants you to move. He's always wanted you to move. That's why it's on your heart. That's why it's on your mind. I believe that uh, that God gives us the ideas that we have. If we are made in his image to do the work that he's laid out in advance, that idea, that that calling, that uh, that initiative, I believe stems from him. It's him pushing us in the right direction. It's him pushing us where we where he wants us to go. And so maybe you use this time of tragedy. Maybe you use this time of inconvenience to uh, to figure out a new way to do things, figure out a new way to live life. If you wanted to read more, 
Well, now you can't go to the movie theater. You can't go to basketball games. You can't go to sporting events. Use this time to read more. More importantly, if you're going to be reading, use this time to delve into scripture. That's where you should be reading. This is where you should be putting your attention. Maybe you wanted to spend more time with your family, but the kids were too busy and the wife is working or the spouse is working and you are doing extra hours because y'all are trying to make ends meet or whatever the case may be. All of a sudden now, the schedules are cleared. God is, is giving you an opportunity to reach out and, and, and solidify your family involvement. He's giving you a chance to do more with less. Now, we got to think about these things paradoxically, right? God's vision isn't our vision. It can't be. We're, we are too small. We are incapable of seeing the bigger picture. We are incapable of seeing the, into the future. But God isn't. He isn't uh, too big. To, he is the beginning and the end and everything in between the one who was is and is to come he sees everything and it's the way jesus calls us to think this is where jesus tells us numerous times throughout scripture that uh you should not be concerned with the things that you're concerned with and as, as human beings we are fallen we tend to seek the glory now we tend to seek our treasures now. But what Jesus says is that you should not seek your treasure on earth. You should seek your treasure in heaven. And in, from, in a, a similar fashion, he tells you if you want to be first, you're going to have to be last. And that is one of the lessons that we're going to talk about today on the podcast. Because on Fridays, we read a portion of of scripture we're making our way through the new testament right now we're in the book of matthew in chapter 20 verse 20 and we're going to talk about the mother of the sons of zebedee who come to jesus and they're seeking uh, she's seeking a, a position of prominence for her children like every good mother every good mother wants their kid to achieve more to be uh to, to be great and what god would have them be great at. And it's in this fashion that she comes to Jesus. But Jesus again has to set not only her, but the disciples straight on the way we all should be living, the way we should be thinking, not as humans think, but as God thinks. Not be wise in our own eyes, but be wise in his eyes. And so we're going to get right down to it. If you turn your uh, Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 20 it's going to start off and it says then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked for a favor of him what is it you want he asked she said grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom you don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. Please, uh, these places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. Then the ten heard about this, and they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, 
you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life for the ransom of many. Now, this similar passage takes place in, in the book of Mark in chapter 10. In the book of Mark chapter 10, there's a slight difference. The only difference is uh, in Mark, John and James, the sons of Zebedee, come to Jesus himself. In this passage, Matthew says that his mother leads them. Okay, so there's a, there's a small distinction there, but the premise is still the same. John and James are one of the uh, or two of the first of the first few disciples that Jesus calls. He has a an affection for them. He gives them the name Sons of Thunder. There's a nickname there. There's a bond there, a special relationship with Jesus that they that they have. And Jesus, if you followed last week, just uh, gave the prelude to the passion where he says he's going to be that the son of man is going to be turned over to the uh to the leadership he's going to be mocked flogged and crucified and then right after he says this john and james or the mother of john and james come to jesus and try to slide in a little position of prominence for themselves for their family for her sons she comes to him after he admits that he's about to be crucified, that the passion is about to take place, that something terrible is going to happen. And then she starts to slide in to Jesus and say, hey, you know, I'd like to ask you a question. I'd like to ask you a favor. And she kneels down and they kneel down, showing respect, showing that he is prominent and ask for, for two seats of position in the kingdom. She says, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and your left in your kingdom, recognizing that he is the Son of Man, recognizing that he is the Son of God. He is someone important, and he and she wants her kids to be something important. He asked that question, can you drink from the cup that I will drink? Not knowing fully knowing what's about to take place. And I would say somewhat arrogantly, they say, sure, we can. We can drink from that cup. So whether they knew it or not, they wanted to follow Christ. They wanted to be in a position of prominence. And they were willing to drink the cup that Christ was about to, to drink, not knowing, not fully knowing what it is. And to James, he fulfills that. In the book of Acts, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, you can turn to it and you can uh, read exactly what happens to James. James gets beheaded by King Herod. He's martyred. So he does drink that cup. 
from this point where he says he's willing to, he does. He eventually does. But how often, how um, common is this story to human life? That a mother wanting the best for her children would seek out the best for her children. The best that she would know. Positions of prominence. Positions of prestige. Positions of importance. Position to the left and the right of the king. Little did she know that that decision would have one of her children beheaded just a few years later. That's something that she never wished for. I'm sure she would never wish for. But here, unknowing, she asks for it. The things that we ask for today without knowing what is in store in the future can lead us to places that we're not prepared to enter, that we may not want to go. The old saying be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. Now, let's look at the other disciples' reaction. They were indignant. They were indignant, and they should be. Here, Jesus just said he's going to be crucified and flogged and mocked. And you're the first response of John James and his mother is to ask for a position for themselves. So now we have jealousy all around. We have ambition all around. We have two of the disciples that say, hey, we want to be number one, number two, at the right and the left. We want to be with you. We want to be important. We want to have a prestigious position in this kingdom, not fully knowing what the kingdom consists of. And so they, everyone else sees that, and they get upset. How many times does this play out in our lives? How many times does someone try to be the, you know, the, the, the end-all, be-all, the, uh, seek, the seeker of all attention. And they go to the boss or they go to the teacher, they go to whoever it is that's in charge and try to be noticed. Seeking that raise, seeking that, that prominence. And then when others see you do that, What is their reaction? Their reaction is to to be indignant, just like the other disciples. Jesus sees this play out instantly. He sees the trouble that can come when you covet your neighbor's goods or you covet your neighbor's things. That's why it's part of the Ten Commandments. The evil that can be generated out of jealousy and and lust for power and position. It can tear a community apart. It can tear a family apart. These are the guys that Jesus is preparing to start the church. And they have to be bonded. They have to be uh, of one mind, of one mission. Even though they don't know it, he's preparing them. 
And so he has to bring him in when he sees this originating. He has to bring him in. And he tells him, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. This is how Jesus thinks. This is how God thinks. Not as man thinks. If you truly want to be great, it's not to climb a ladder and and lord it over your fellow citizens, but it's to serve and it's to help. This is what Jesus is trying to get across today. Be prepared for the things that you ask for, James, because you just might get it. But don't seek recognition. Don't seek prominence, prestige. Don't seek position for the sake of lording it over like the Gentiles do. But if you do have that position, you should be serving those whom work for you. That's the lesson today. We hear a lot of we hear a lot of talk about servant leadership in the leadership community. About serving others, serving your employees, that the leader works for the employees, not the employees working for the leaders. And there's truth to that. The reason there's truth to that is because it's the same message that Christ is saying today. This, what you're hearing on other social media platforms, what you're hearing from motivational speakers, what you're hearing from quote-unquote leadership speakers, what you're reading in leadership manuals, 90% of everything that they talk about, their new ideas, aren't new ideas at all. They're Christian ideas. If you want to learn how to be a leader, you, you watch what Jesus does. If you want to learn how to be a better person, you watch what Jesus does. If you want to be a better member of the community, you watch what Jesus does. If you want to be a, a better husband, if you want to be a better spouse, listen to what Jesus says. It's pretty simple. Hopefully we can do that. We can reflect on that. We can take time out of our day now that our schedule is clearer and reflect on the teachings of Christ, reflect on this passage today and how it affects you. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, as always, 
If you want to be a part of the Christian American community, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. And pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. If you want to be a part of the Christian American dialogue, continue to like us, share us, tweet us, follow us, subscribe to us on the YouTube channel on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. Subscribe to the Good Morning Christian America podcast on Anchor and Spotify and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you can uh, get onto uh, a different podcast uh platform search good morning christian america subscribe to this continue to send us messages continue to comment on our content we are seeking to build a community a stronger community especially in the light of what's going on lately of individuals who are dedicated to putting christ at the forefront of their lives and loving each other loving their brothers and sisters in christ building a strong community that we can all thrive together that we can all live in a in a more uh, harmonious uh, uh, society and with that ladies and gentlemen until next week you guys stay on fire for christ stay blessed good morning christian america